So we're back. We got uh, a follow-up to episode 21 with our boy Turk. He's back to shed us some more wisdom and tell us some more stories. How you doing tonight, Turk? Man, I ain't complaining, man. I'm trying to enjoy life. I'm here cooking dinner and cleaning up. Nice. <laughs> nice. When we when we first spoke, we, we didn't have a chance to get into too much details about everything because we, we touched on a little bit of everything. I was wondering if we could discuss a little bit about your time that you spent in prison. I used to always hear stories about the feds. So I'm like, you know, I, I ain't never been there. So I'm always taking the feds for like regal acts, high power people and all that. So now when I go over there, I'm like, all right, you know, go with the feds, you know. It, it ain't where everybody expected to be. Like only, like people like start selling and people start doing this. People don't do no no they no paperwork on the cases and stuff like that. They just thinking everybody get a million years because the feds saying they're gonna get a million years. Look your case up, do some research about your case and see what you're looking at. They don't do that. They don't care. They go by, oh, the feds I'm gonna get a million years. So I'm gonna tell them my man, I'm gonna tell them his mom too. And that's what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like it changed me. Like it let me understand, like, hold up, I ain't trying to be in here. So I'm gonna go ahead and get my life. It changed me. So I had to go to USP. I went to USB Cannon first. I was in there first. I think when I first got there, a guard just got killed. So it was kind of oh, strict. Wow. I was kind of strict and everything and stuff like that. But it's like when you get to when you get to USP, like a penitentiary and stuff like that, it's like you gotta stick with your people. Like you gotta stick with it's like 066, you from Philly, you gotta stick with Philly. You from down south, you gotta stick from down south. You from DC, you gotta stick from DC. You gotta you gotta stick with your, like yeah, where you from? Like, gotta stick where you from. I'm from Philly, but somebody else I never got to be from DC or they could be from like the Midwest. But if they they if they black, so they, but even though they not they ain't got to do it like an 066 car. If they get in a fight with a different race, like if they get in a fight with the Mexicans or the whites or Aryan nation guys, we got to help them no matter what. Like it's like it's a race war. This is. This is what goes down in the penitentiary. We have to, you have to help them. Ain't no, he's not from your city or he's not from, the, you have to help them. A Mexican or somebody jumps on the black, you got to help them. Ain't no if, ands, or buts about it. You can't, cause, cause we, the jail, locks the jail down. Like when that, when a race war happened, they locked the jail down. But now they, now they got to get what's going on. They got to understand what's going on. They start talking about who run the cars or the, the, whoever's fighting, who run the cars and, and stuff like that. They got to get a uh, like understanding before they let us back out. So ain't no, oh, I ain't helping that nigga. He ain't from, he ain't from Philly or he ain't from Midwest. No, you got to help. If not, when they find out you ain't helping, you was there and they like, yo, such and such ain't help. He's from Philly. Uh, they go tell your car, yo, your people's up the joint with a race war jump out. They ain't help. And your people step into you. The only people step into you. You what's up? You ain't help me, man. Listen, you got to go up top. Mm-hmm. What's the longest that that you could be locked down after one of those situations? We was locked down the whole summer one time. Holy Jeez. fuck! Like we was locked down, like no commissary, no like. Uh, it's lucky you fortunate that it, like if you got some commissary stacked up in your joint, you cool. Like other than that, if you ain't had no commissary, but you was waiting to go to commissary, we was locked down. The, we was locked down, so. You have to survive off them three trees. Like you had to survive off them three trees, and that's it. I was, I had some like some good people in my corner. Like they made sure like 
it made sure I, I was cool. Like I was cool. And plus, I'm a, I'm a hustler. Yeah. So I go I go sell some food, something like that. And I don't eat much though. So like I I had commentary like I have it for days though. So it's like I don't, I don't eat much of nothing. So I, I already have it. So so I was just like a fortunate. I was just fortunate like to have like good people in my corner to, to help me down. What did you go in for to USP? The homicide. I wound up beating it, but I they found a gun on the homicide. My lawyer told me to take the deal. I took the deal. I took a three to seven state for my gun, the gun case. I took a drug to Arthur. My lawyer was like, take this time, but the feds won't pick it up. So I'm like, all right, because the feds don't need you. Once you take a time in the state, the feds don't need to come pick you up. Mm. So I took the three to seven in the state. I took it home. So like, I was about to come home because I had like a year in, a year from change. Then I got my homicide before I made bail. So I had like a year to change in. So I just went in and had to finish up the rest of the time. So I'm about to come home. Like, I'm about to come home and everything. Like, I'm, I get I get a diamond people. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm thinking now, mind you, it was, my whole project was on the investigation. So I called my man. I'm like, yo, you get some indictment papers? I, I called him the jail phone. He was like, no, what you mean? I said, bro, I didn't read the indictment papers. I just know there was indictment papers, so I didn't read my charges yet. So he was like, no, ain't nobody getting no indictment papers and everything. So I'm sitting there talking to him on the phone. So I'm like, so I'm looking at the charges. So I'm like, I said, hold up. These are the charges that I'm state for. Like, these are the charges that I'm doing the three to seven for. Mm. So I'm like, yo, this shit. I'm like, hold up. So I'm telling my man, like, yo, call Santa Guida and see what's up because, bro, I'm doing the three to seven for these charges. And, like, I got a diamond paper because I've been indicted by the U.S. government for these charges. I got the diamond papers that Monday they came and got me. That Wednesday they came and got me. Boom, yeah, come with us. So, you know, everybody who comes in the building, the eight nighttime building, they think everybody's telling them. So you really got to watch yourself and don't tell nobody your case when you get down FDC Chile, like because people will jump on your case and people will try to be your friend. And bro, the whole time they lining you up. Oh. It's like they they try to line you up, get information, because they try to go home. So I ain't really I know what's going on. I'm not really saying that. So I'm like, all right, boom, so I'm chilling. So they came and talked to me, say, like, listen, the US they can't, it's like a prophet here, they call it. So they said the U.S. attorney want to talk to you. So I'm like, no, if the U.S. attorney want to, want to talk to me, it was like, well, because the, they can't bring the U.S. attorney in the room until you okay it. Oh, okay. Only the, the agents to come talk to you. The U.S. attorney cannot talk to you until you okay it. So I'm handcuffed to the floor. So they're like, you want something to eat? I say, yo, I don't want nothing. I want you to call my lawyer. Y'all not even for the question. So they start, they start talking. They start, they start talking. They start doing what they was doing, like stuff. So, but the U.S. attorney, they can't bring the U.S. attorney because I'm like, yo, just send me back where I'm at. Send me back to across the street, yo. So they were like, we've been investigating y'all for X, Y, and Z. We got this on y'all. We got this on y'all. We got this on y'all. So I'm like, y'all been investigating. So I'm like, okay, y'all been investigating this all that time. I said, we always there when I got shot at both my legs because I got shot at board daylight. So I'm like, we always there when I got shot at both my legs. That was in board daylight. They said, oh, we went out there that day. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> so I'm saying, where y'all was at when I got shot in my face? Now, mind you, I got shot in my face on board later, day like two. So it's like, we went out there that day either. I said, it's funny how y'all went out there. None of the days I got shot, but y'all say y'all was out there every day. Mm. I, I said, listen, send me back to myself. Don't come. I'm already indicted, so I see you on court. So now my lawyer comes see me. My lawyer comes see me, and they send me back. The lawyer comes to me. So I'm like, yo, what's in the greeter? What's up? Like, yo, like, what's going on, bro? Like, they, 
they indict me for the same thing you told me to take a deal for. I'm saying the leader, like, he was like Italian, so he was cocky. All oh, no, these cocksuckers don't want these cocks, they can't do this. He talking just like these cocksuckers didn't do that. Don't worry about it. They're like, don't worry about the trick. Don't these cocksuckers, they wrong. I'm going in, I'm gonna tell you that you're gonna beat this, they wrong. You already took to your time. I'm like, bro, you told me to take a three. I would have I would have beat the case. I'm like, bro, you told me to take a three to seven for the case, bro. He like, don't worry about it. I get there. Man, we get in the courtroom and all that, man. They saying no, we can we can do it. They saying it's a special indictment, like it's called like a petty wavy indictment, like a special indictment they, they get to a, override the state indictment. So oh. they saying that if the feds would have got me first and the state tried to do it, like charge me again, they couldn't do it. But the state got me first and they charged because they're over top of the state. And so they they, they did it. So I'm like, I don't know, so I'm like, so they like they could do it. But they usually do they say they usually do it for people for scare tactics. But they usually drop the charges. But they went all the way through with mine. I wound up getting six years, but they give it to you in a month. So, so like six, seven to two months. No, okay. They wind up giving me 72 months. So so they wind up giving me that. I wind up the uh USP Big Sandy. No, I wound up Canon first. An incident happened in Canon. I wound up getting kicked out and I wound up going to Big Sandy. And Big Sandy, like, that's when the race riot happened. Like, that's when the race riot happened. How did that race riot start? Is it usually provoked or is it could just like one thing just set off a fucking chain reaction in there? It could be a numerous thing that a race riot to start. Usually it's about some money. Okay. Somebody owes somebody debt and they ain't paying it and they just jump on the person. Or somebody got animosities with somebody from an old jail or something like that. And then it's popping. In in the Philly prisons, do do blacks stay with blacks, white with white, Mexican with Mexican, or is everybody mixed in together? No, with the, with the Philly prison, like everybody, like everybody basically on the same block and stuff like that. Everybody on the same block. But it's in the Philly prisons, it's not like that. Philly prison is like you go by your neighborhood. Like you only yeah. hang with people. Like if you from North Philly or you from Plumbird or you from 17th Street, you go by your neighborhood. Like if you know somebody. But me, me, I, I ain't gonna lie. Me personally, I used to hang with South Philly people and West Philly people because I knew a lot of people. My North people was my North people, but I used to hang with a lot of South Philly people and, and West people. So like they they gravitated to me better. I'm just straightforward. Like they all yeah. like, oh, you rude. I'm like, no, I'm straightforward. My mom taught me how to be straightforward. I learned though. If you're my friend, I'm a liable to tell you your rights and wrongs. So you're allowed to tell me your rights and wrongs. Like, because if I can't tell you your rights and wrongs, that means everything you do, you're going to think right. That's right. Yeah. That's why a lot of people get away with nut shit because nobody tell them when they wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, that's some nut shit. No, you my friend. I'm going to tell you some nut shit. Bro, you ain't doing that around me. And I'm not letting you do it around me. I don't care how mad you get. You're not doing that around me. If I try to do some nut shit, it's like, bro, no, bro, we ain't doing that, bro. Like, and I gotta respect it because I'm gonna do it to you. A real, a real friend gonna do it. If a real friend lets you go do some nut shit without checking you and know some nut shit, he's a nut. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a nut. Like, ain't no if ends and buts about it. And I'm saying that, like, a real friend is not gonna let you go jeopardize, especially if you got kids in the family. He's a nut. Like, we ain't letting your friend do no nut shit like that. Like, an incident happened last night. And it's crazy. I'll be around some. I'll be around some crazy shit. Though. <laughs> 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 this didn't happen last night. It was me and security. We was at the door. 
So it was these three, it was these three young boys walked up. You know, they was talking, they was talking to each other. They wind up going to get some eat in the place. And we was outside talking. Some lady pulled one up to the side, was like, I give you a hundred dollars, but I need you to knock somebody out. She took one of the person, one of the boys. So the boy came and told the friend, like, man, if she's giving up a hundred dollars and knock somebody out. So one of the boys, like, oh, I'm gonna go knock that nigga out, miss. Let me get them. I said, listen, listen, y'all. Let me tell you something. You great take a hundred dollars and jeopardize your life. I said, for number one, it looked like you're doing all right right now. So you really don't need the hundred dollars. I said, if you go around the corner, wherever she wants you to hit, and you hit that person, they die. I said, youngin, you going to jail for the rest of your life. And you just told me you got an eight-year-old daughter. And I said, she's going to be the star witness on you. Because she came and got you. So she's going to be the star witness on you. I said, bro, don't, don't let that $100 uh, jeopardize your whole life. For real. Yes. Don't, don't, don't do it. He looked at me. He was like, he said, I just met you. He said, but I respect everything he just said because he was right. Because I seen people... I got a friend of mine, like a real like friend of the Blumberg Project. He locked up right there for a second punch in a person and they died. They hit the head and died. Oh shit. He's, he's doing like he's doing the rest of his life. So you don't even know this person. And why is you ready to go risk your freedom for this person? Oh, you hit this person and they got family members that love them and you in the shootout. It's not adding up. Yep. So it's not adding up. So I can't let you be around me. And do no that shit. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. If you feel as though you're gonna do it, you can really stay away from me, but it's not gonna happen. I ain't letting it happen. No, that's good, man, that you're looking out like that. Cause a lot of these kids, they don't they don't see the big fucking picture. They see the now, and that's all the fuck that matters. They don't see the consequences for the actions that come down the line. They want that and instant those- gratification. That yeah. 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 yeah, and those those consequences can end up costing them their life, like you said. They don't understand until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Like they, they don't they don't understand until it's too late. But it's like sometimes I'm happy that that a lot of young people will listen because a lot of them won't listen. It's like a chain reaction of what, uh, uh, what they what they're getting into. So it's like I'm glad they they listen. I don't run up in a can of paint. I just met them that night. And they listen, like they listen to me, and like, uh, and they would when they got their food, they went one way. The lady went the other way. Like, I'm just, I'm just happy that they would listen, because it's like it's the outcome of this, bro. You'll wake up in jail for the rest of your life. Yeah, facts. As long as you had to be in prison, what were you doing to pass the time? Mostly, were you doing like a lot of reading, just hanging out and shooting shit? I was reading. I was writing my books. I was studying a lot. I'm I don't I coach I coach basketball, but I don't play basketball. Like I coach the sports because it'll do your pastime and stuff. I really was really going to the yard. I got it got I was, for what we come we go to the yard every day, talk about the same thing. I it'll get burned out and go out. Did you ever end up uh facing some consequences yourself in there and end up in the hole? Yeah, when I got kicked out of cannon. Like I got kicked out of cannon. But that wasn't my fault. I just got I just was in the situation that I had to defend myself, but it worked out for the better for me. I met some people that like showed me different things and stuff like that. And like, I met a lot of people from around the world, but USP Big Big Sandy, I met some good, good people, some good brothers, some from all nations, all nationalities and stuff like that. So it's cool. What about 
programs in the prison? Did they have any type of programs for you, the work related or anything like that? Education. Yeah, I, actually, I want to. Actually, I want. It's crazy because I want to get my GD, and I said, I said, let me, let me, let me buckle down. Now, my my, my homies going to the yard. Now I'm going to tutor in class. Like, where you going? I said, I'm going to school. We going to the yard. Come to the yard. No, I'm going to school because y'all playing around. Y'all still young. So I'm going over here to get get my shit together. That's something I wanted. Like, if you want yeah. something, you want to concentrate on it. Yeah. Like when you, when yeah. you want something, you want to concentrate on. Like if you don't want it, you just going always. Even if you going to school, you want to play around with it because you're not taking it serious. So when you buckle down, like damn, both of my daughters got it, all my brothers got it, my family got it, my mom passed. Let me go ahead and get this. Let me go ahead and get something for my mom. You feel me? I'm the oldest, but let me go ahead and get something. Let me go ahead and get this. I want this for myself. When I focus on getting something, I'm gonna get it. Yeah. Ain't no if. I'm gonna work hard to get it. I'm gonna try to get it. But if I fail, I'm gonna try again. If I fail, I'm gonna try again. That's that attitude that you got to have. You got to have that attitude. Just push and push until it's in your fucking pocket. That's how I felt about my books. I kept putting them off. I said, bro, I got all the time in the world. But I I used to be on the street, right? Like reading a lot. So I'm like, let me do this. And and it came natural. Yeah. Well, a lot of writers, they they write what they know and you've got stories. So all you got to do is put it on paper, right? It's just organizing yeah. your words. That's all it is. And, no. and you got a lot of and, words. And, and you never lied about that. It's definitely about organizing. I mean, organizing my words and making them sound good in the, in the right space. I got a, I got a book, a whole book in my head. And I need to, I'm writing one book though. I'm writing this one book right now, but I got like another book in my head though. But I just don't, I am we having the time. So I just take my little tablet outside and write when I got time and stuff like that and stuff. But it's crazy. The one I got in my head is called Four Eyes and Two Heads about these twin sisters. People don't know they twin sisters. They got separated when they was younger. You know, one sister went to her grandma's house. Her grandma lived in the hood. And one sister went to my house. Our house was a lawyer. She lived up, you know, she was getting money. They never, though, two sisters never knew they exist. So when one that lived in the hood, she was riding, too, running around scheming, robbing people, setting people up. The other sister wind up being a lawyer. Like a like wind up growing up being a lawyer. She on TV, she fighting case. But the other sister, she's like, I'm gonna get this money any any means necessary. Nobody's gonna stop me. Boom. They got like a real twist and turn and shit. Those are the best yeah, things that know. keep you keep you thinking through the whole fucking book like yeah. that. And and that's what type of books I try to write. I try to write some books that we go relate to. I don't try to write no books like a person get like a million bricks, they never go to jail, they had a thousand shootouts, they never get shot. I, I try to write a book like when you read it, you can understand it, you can visualize it, you can say, this really goes on in the hood, or this really goes on in the streets. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I really need to I'll be scared. Like I ain't gonna lie. I don't even tell oh, nobody. And I'm telling and I'm saying this on camera. Like people who do music and people who make stuff, they really be scared to drop stuff. Like I was really worried when I saw you that song. Like really, only a few people heard that song, so I really be scared to sit in the booth. Like, and, really, when people hear it. I really like. I really be. It be good now. Now, now the music be good because when I do music, like I made a beat and everything on there. So it's like when you hear the music, it's like, oh, this shit is, this is great. Like this, but I be scared to put it out because you got your heart and you got your soul in it. I think that's what it is. I think really, yeah. I think that's what it is. 
for anybody for anybody that loves hip hop though or rap like that track you got nothing to worry about bro that fucking is fire and there's always going to be haters doesn't matter no i know that i know that i know that everything is never going to be perfect but i've been trying to get like everything perfect that song right i had that song in a a while but i'm starting listening to it i'm like this is really a great song the hook the words and everything is really a great song like when the feds kicked the doors in in 2010 they didn't know where i lived at I used to like when I used to lead the projects, I gotta go to the freshway to go home. So to follow me to go home, we got to drive like I drive. I drive like a main man. I get a madman. I get on the expressway. I do a beam. Cause I'm gonna make sure nobody follow me. But I seen a car follow me. So I'm like, all right, boom. So boom. So when I get on the expressway, I start doing a beam. The car started doing a beam with me. Oh, this car follow me. I said, okay. I said, I got something for him. I get off the expressway. They like two cars behind me. I get off the expressway, and I jump right back on. I bust a U turn and bust her. Scare! <laughs> so they was they was mad. So I lost them that day. They was mad. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, this is going. So I go back down north. I switch cars. I go. I go switch cars. I go home because I was never parked in front of my house. So I go home. I park. Boom. The feds want you. They find out where I live. At. They find out where I live. At. So I came out the house. I always come outside in the morning. So I start coming out the house. I'm like, I'm very observant because I pay attention. I come out the house. It's a water truck. They park right in front of my house. So I'm like, ain't no way in hell. Like, no way this water truck is sitting here like this. So I'm looking. I'm like, the second day I come out, is the water truck, but it's a different person. So I'm like, that ain't no two days straight. The water, mind you, the water, like, green, like you all just sitting there. Because I'm looking out the window now, and I'm like, in the morning, so I got to come out early in the morning to go down the project at the time. So I'm like, ain't no way in hell these people, they people just, they keep, ain't no way in hell the water truck just keep being in front of my door. The third day, I come out. So I'm like, all right, boom. The water truck, but there's two people in the car now. There's two people mm. in the truck now. I'm smiling now. And I always used to park my car somewhere else. So I'm like, smiling, I got to walk to my car. So as me looking up and down the block, at this time, my, my people, that's about to go to work. So as we look around the block, I'm walking to the corner. So I turn around. Now I see the white lacrosse, like, down the street. I see it come out, pull out. Now I see the Impala pull out, too. I seen a, I seen Impala was following me the other night. Pull out. I'm like, I look back. And then I'm, I'm getting to the corner, but I look back. I'm like, what the fuck? So now I see the other lacrosse and this Jeep. They coming up to the corner. So I'm like. So the water truck pull off. They pull off too. Boom, they jump out. Don't move. Ah, don't move. Ah. So I'm looking around. I'm like, all right, boom. I'm about to run. Yeah. <laughs> I listen. The fed boy said, listen, you can go ahead and run, but we he gonna chase you down. This is what he for. Now mind you, the fed, like everybody had their guns and everything. This fed dude is like, he regular, he got cargoes on. He said, he's going to chase you down. So you can go ahead and run. He's going to chase you down. Like, we need to talk to you. So mind you, I'm, sur- I'm surrounded by like eight, nine people in a bus ride past all white guys. Like, people riding past looking and shit. I'm like, so I'm hoping my people are going to go to work. So I'm hoping they come out. I'm like, damn, I'm hoping they come out. And I'm like, no, I ain't going nowhere with you. They're like, you can go to us. You can go there right now. We're going to take you down the building. So you ain't taking me nowhere. You ain't got a warrant. I'm going to call Santa Guida. So they were like, oh, you don't need no lawyer. We just need to talk to you. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. Hey. He was like, oh no. I said, you want to talk to me? You want to talk to us here or you want to go with us? I said, dog, 
all these people just saying, are people talking to me? What's the, what's the difference? So now, but I'm trying to prolong because I'm trying to see when my people's going to come outside. I'm like, she's probably been working 10 minutes ago. What are you still in the house for? <laughs> <laughs> what are you still in the house for? You're supposed to been at work. So I get in the car. They wind up taking me by the airport talking to me. I'm like, yeah. So they start questioning me about a few things. I'm like, listen, y'all ready to take me back? So I wind up going down, call my lawyer, I call Santa Guida. Santa Guida called them and cussed them out. Like they mm-hmm. cussed them out. Now he, this is before I got shot in my face. He cussed them out, boom. So they ain't never come talk to me and say nothing to me again. They ain't never say nothing to me again. They ain't come talk to me again. So I'm like, all right, boom. So you know this crazy thing when I got shot in my face? I got locked up. So for some reason they were looking for me for something though. But I don't, but they weren't supposed to lock me up about it. I woke up, so I'm handcuffed to the bed. So I'm like, dang, I try to turn around. So I'm like, oh, 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 try to turn, but I can't move it. I'm handcuffed. So, but I'm wondering, like, why is I'm handcuffed to the bed? Like, what the, why is I'm locked up? So when I look, I look, there was two cops there. The cop guy was like, oh shit, you you fucked up, Rody. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so the lady was like, you're not supposed to say that. So she like, uh, so she's like, oh my God, did they find out who shot you? I'm like, mm, uh, uh, I can't move, so I'm really trying to get them to take the handcuffs off and shit. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, oh, oh, oh. But I was so doped up, I couldn't run it, man. So I was so doped up. So so she was like, we're going to take the handcuffs off. And she like, it's cool, partner. Like, the partner was like, that nigga ain't going nowhere. Go and shake the <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm still a man. I want to see my face. I'm like, mm, I can't talk or nothing. I wind up going to sleep. I woke up to the next shift. The lady in the, there was another shit. They told me, oh my God, what the fuck? Who did that to you? They catch him. So I know my face fucked up. I know, I know it's fucked up because every cop keeps saying the same thing. So I'm trying to find out why is our man locked up? So they, they, don't, they don't know. So the detective came in. So they started asking me all these questions. So I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I couldn't talk. So they gave me a pad. So I'm like, uh-uh. I, I wrote down, like, can you call a nurse? So they called me like, nurse, nurse, we need help. So they came in, nurse, I'm like, I, I can't talk. I need uh I need my nurse. She's like, oh, you can't talk. Can y'all come back tomorrow? I can trust me. Boom. So the next day, they was there. Like, they was there the next day. Boom. So I wrote on the pad. I'm like, can you call the nurses and you third? So the other detective boy said, no, fuck all that. We ain't calling no nurse. We ain't going to keep coming here every day. <laughs> 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 he said, we ain't going to keep coming every day. You playing with us. He said. Can you, he said, man, tell us what happened. So I'm like, man, I said, so I'm like, man, I said, I got shot. I said, I got shot for the back. I don't know what happened. I said, when the, when the shots rang out, I wasn't taking names and numbers. I was ducking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't taking no names and numbers. Like, oh, nigga, shoot. What, what kind of color you got on? Who that? That's JJ? No, nigga. <laughs> oh, shoot. Nigga, I know. They came and told me, like, all right, we're going to charge you from the bed. We're going to, because I can't, they can't charge me, like, we're going to charge you from the bed. It's like my third day, they, they, they charge me. Like, they got a warrant out, what's fully, 55, we don't know what it's for, but it's a warrant. So we're going to charge you, you can see the doctor from the bed. But I wasn't even worrying about it, because I'm like, I can make bail. I don't want to worry about it, I'm make bail. They gave me, like, these metal scissors and stuff. So they're like, if he starts spitting up and stuff like that, y'all got to stop and cut the joint open before he could spit up because he would die. I'm still high. Like they were giving me they must have given me perks and stuff when I was high. Like they was like, so now you know you up there and they moving around in the truck, man. I'm about to spit up. So now I'm banging on the back. 
they got to stop, open it up. They're like, you need a scissors? I'm like, no. But the doctor told him, like, y'all can't put him in nowhere that's dirty because his face is infected. That's going to yeah. be in trouble. So mind you, I never seen my face because everybody seeing my face but me. So I go to 55th and Pine and start waiting. So the, doc, the, the, the cops was there. They were like, listen, y'all cannot pin him in the cell. They were the scissors. Y'all cannot pin him in the cell because he had choked if he starts spitting up and stuff like that. So y'all can't pin him in the cell. So they was like, okay, we, oh, all right, boom. They wanted to pin me in the cell anyway. That probably was like the worst mistake they could have did. So, and I'm in the cell. So mind you, I don't, I, mind you, it was like two people in the cell, these two young boys in the cell. They was laying on the bench, so I'm standing up. So, you know, somebody come in the cell, a person to jump up, like, who they trying to find out who in the cell with them? So the young boy jumped up, was like, oh, shit. Yo, who did that? Yo! So he started calling, it must have been like, a, had to be like five or six, so they was in different cells, but it was two of them was in my cell. He was like, yo! Well, he's like, who did that? They were like, who did that? The police? They fucked you up like that? So they gonna sell like, yo, bitch ass cop! Yo, bitch ass cop! <laughs> <laughs> so he started calling home, like, yo, they fucked my man up, man, shit fucked up! So now they all like, yo, bitch ass cops! Yo, niggas pussies! So now you hear all the young people, they going to gay, like, you niggas pussies, huh? So I'm like, yo, yeah. So now, they, listen, they making noise, like, all these young boys making noise, like, y'all niggas pussies, y'all. So they making all this noise and shit. So a detective and other cop like, what the fuck is all this noise for? They're like, y'all gonna fuck this man up like that and bring him in the cell? Y'all some bitch ass niggas, open the cell. So everybody's all young boys in, mind you, the other young boys in the other cell, they didn't even see me. Yeah. So I know, I know if these, if I look bad, these niggas acting like this, I know I look bad. <laughs> I know I look bad. So the cop will see, so the, the detective boy see me, he says, oh shit. I'm like, yo, is he supposed to be back here? So the cop was like, no, they told us don't bring him back here, but we had to put him somewhere. They were like, no, take him in the front. So like, so they when they opened the door, the young boy was like, yo, bitch ass nigga, what the fuck y'all on? So these young boys, they, they, they blacking out. I'm like, I don't know, these young boys in a can of paint. So they take me in the front. So now they charge me, they charge me, they tell me what I'm locked up for. I'm like, what? This ain't even me, like, but I'm like, all right, but they charge me. So everybody getting R&R, everybody getting bells and shit. So now I'm saying the joint. So the lady at the uh, who was doing the dust, she was like, "Oh my god, you, oh my god, you like, did you see your face?" I was like, "I'm like, no, oh my god, see, I don't see it yet." So now you know you you like it's like this. You see the judge, like you see the little booth. The judge had the, she had her head down. So my lawyer, the DA, they had their head down. So you know my you know my shit fucked up. Mm-hmm. So they look, they said, "Oh shit!" They look, <laughs> the, the, the judge said, "Excuse me." <laughs> oh my god, what's going on? What's you okay? I'm like, oh, 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 oh. So they're all looking at it. now. Everybody standing because it's like three, it's like three of Now everybody's standing, but so I'm like thinking to myself, I really must be fucked up. So they telling me what I'm gonna like, lock up for and everything. So I'm like, they wind up throwing the kids away as soon as I went to court. So I'm like, so they were like, all right, now they give everybody R and R. I'm the only one y'all gave a bell to. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, boom. So I had to call, I had to call my man. So I, I had to call, boom, I called and the lady talked to him. So they were like, yo, Mr. Jones Bell is X, Y, and Z, y'all need to pay it. So I hear my man like, all right, we're gonna pay it right now. Cause don't nobody never know why I got locked up. They don't, everybody know. They're like, all right, we're yeah. gonna pay it right now. So they was like, Mr. Jones, they need to be here before the bus come to get the rest of the people. So I'm like, I wasn't worried about it. I know they gonna go right and do it. That's nothing. I'm like, that's the right there, it's nothing. 
my people pull up. So when they pull up, she looked, she was like, oh my God, she crying. Now I get to look at my face, man. So, you know, I put a vibe and I'm like, man, fuck I looked at my face, I started crying. Yeah. Uh-huh. I said, what the fuck? It's some real shit. I said, yo, my shit was like up here, hole in my face, tongue, all this shit, this stuff. I'm like, no, it's like, I couldn't believe it. But I was happy that I survived. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it. And I survived. I'm like, this shit can't be like, and it's like, this shit got different. Like, it's like, I'm just blessed. I just be blessed about everything I survived here. The project, being locked up, all of it. Everything I've ever been, I, I've just been survived. I, I've been happy, happy. Do you see that as a sign that you're meant for something great? For sure. No, yeah. For sure. For sure. I do a whole lot I do because I've been through so much and I survived so much to pick me where I'm at right now. So that's why I need to stop dragging my feet and let people really understand Blumberg Project and the story behind Blumberg Project. Yeah. I, I think you're going to be big. I think you're going to make it big because you got this level of creativity and not in just one corner. Like you're writing books, you're writing movies, you're writing music. You know, I'm surprised you don't got some fucking paintings behind you or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I do paintings. If I did, I would try it though. But it's crazy though. I'm still like, I still be scared to drop it. So I feel as though I'm going to start dropping some music. Well, Beaver Reach, he dropped. I went two drop. We dropped that CD though. So I was like, mm-hmm. so I might as well so start dropping and let people really understand what's going on over like Talk Heavy Entertainment. What's your vision for Talk Heavy Entertainment in the future? Me personally, I I like dealing with the underdogs. Yeah. Like I like giving underdogs a chance because I ain't have no problem about giving nobody a chance. Like I go to the studio, I like I make beats and all that. Like I have no problem about giving the underdogs a chance now. What you do with your chances up yes. Like I can't force nobody to do nothing at all. But I'm a, I will give you a chance and let you see what's going on. Yeah, man, you'll open the door. It's up to them to walk through it. And, and that's how I be. That's how I look at a lot of things. Like, cause nobody really never gave me a chance. Like, I took it or I worked for it. So, yeah. Like, I be trying to give like a lot of people like underdogs a chance. Like, I if you, if it work out, it work out. If it don't work out, I try. All right. Anybody want to shout out before we're gonna close her out? No, I just appreciate y'all. Like, I appreciate y'all and your podcast. Y'all keep working. Y'all let me know if y'all need somebody. If I know them, I, I, I try shooting y'all direction and stuff like that. You know, they just tune in. You know, start following me. Turk from the Blum. Turk 2 3 from the Blum. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Turk, for joining us. You have a great night, my man. Take uh, care, Turk. Too. I appreciate y'all. Take care, bro. All right, got y'all.